Ah, greetings and welcome to another continuing episode of Fishing Without Bait, a podcast dedicated to enabling people to live life without definitive expectations where we set ourselves up for disappointment and we set ourselves up for frustration. Uh, so, tonight I'm joined again by my producer and my friend, Mike. And, Mike. Yes. So... As we continue on, this would be our 11th podcast, tell me how your conception of mindfulness has either changed, evolved, or remained the same. Oh, mostly, I mean, I was exposed to a lot of it before our podcast, of course, with our, our, our dealings from day to day here. Um, but uh, it's really kind of um, uh, solidified in my mind. You know, I've, I've kind of worked, how do I deal with this in day to day? I think we've, we've talked about a lot of um, sam- examples of, of exactly how to apply this. And uh, that, that's been the biggest takeaway I've had from the last 10 episodes. Right. So what we're trying to do is help people to live life out loud, mm-hmm. to experience life in a way where, it, where we actually participate in it. Uh, to give an example for that, Mike, uh, I was dealing with a particular individual in uh, my job as a behavioral health therapist. And this parent, this person was dealing with a particular type of psychosis where he was dealing with sight sounds images that were perhaps uh, overwhelming to him okay and in this particular case rather than try to teach him to block these things out or to make them go away pretend they weren't there as some other uh, modalities do uh, what he and I worked on was realizing how beautiful his mind was and the fact that he experienced life more intensely than others was it was a true gift and what we what we worked on was saying how many people would love to be in your position how many people have spent thousands of dollars on CDs, on going to gurus, uh, reading self-help books, going to all types of seminars, where he had this, he he has this particular ability. So what we do is be mindful about the thoughts and be mindful about the images, sights and sounds that he experiences and understand them in a way where they become acceptable and beautiful to him. Where we, where we experience that intensity of life, we tend to focus it and view it as a gift rather than an his, and a hindrance. So that's what we try to do in, in our world and our trip through the mindfulness experience. And one of the things that hold us back from, so let's say, let's say some of the things that hold you back from some of the things that you like to do, Mike. Some of the things, think of some of the things that you'd like to do in your life and some of the things that are holding you back. Oh, mostly it's fear. Mostly it's fear of, of uh, putting myself out there and not okay. being kind of ready for things, you know. Um, I mean, we've talked about fear is a really big motivator for, for, for kind of holding yourself back. Sure, absolutely. So sometimes when we're trying to get through a house, there may be some locked doors, mm-hmm. correct? And if we don't have the keys to those doors and open them, we, we can't get through to our intended goal, can we not? Right. Or sometimes like we're traveling in a we're traveling in an elevator. Okay? And perhaps we want to get to a certain floor and we get near that floor and the elevator stops. Or when we get to the certain floor where we'd like to go and we see the we see the uh we see that the, the intended goal on the other side, the light or whatever, uh happiness, peace, serenity, and the door only opens halfway and we can't get through. 
Okay? That, that'd be an obstacle, would it not? Right. And one of the obstacles on a mindfulness journey is being, is, is being judgmental, is having judgmental thoughts and having judgmental views, which is one of the most challenging issues to deal with on our mindfulness journey. So, Mike, how many judgments do you make, let's say, an hour? <laughs> about myself, about the people around me. I'm, I'm in an office now, so there's a lot of people walking by, and I'm and I'm wondering what's going on with them. So, uh, I mean, certainly, I, I think that um, uh, we always have to have a thought about whatever's in front of us, right? Well, certainly, we we're, we're trained to do that, and that's the way mm-hmm. our mind, our mind is hardwired to go. Mm-hmm. Or even, um, you know, uh, talking about if you're walking through a, a a city neighborhood, you have a judgment about because. Uh, you know, I've always grown up being afraid of the city, you know. Mm-hmm. And then anybody you walk by, I'm like, is this person going to be a problem I'm going to mm-hmm. walk by, you know. Uh, so there's that. And maybe that's unfair in some cases. So when you meet an individual for the first time, Mike, mm-hmm. someone says, oh, I'd really like to meet Mr. X. And you meet Mr. X and you sit down across from that person. How often can you remain completely neutral about that person in front of you? Well, usually it's it, usually if I'm meeting somebody, it's uh, wondering if I can do business with them. So I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm turned to eleven trying to figure the person out. Oh, absolutely. So, so when you look at somebody's shirt or somebody's haircut or somebody's glasses, how often are you completely neutral? Oh, unfortunately, not often. You have. We generally have some type of a, some type of a comment on that. Right. Some type of in our mind, in our mind. And basically, Mike, there are there are two types of judgments. Okay, there's two types of judgments. There's judgments that discriminate. Okay, Judgments that discriminate between whether something is good or bad in a way that's beneficial. So if you were, if you were, if you were a gardener, okay, if you were a gardener and you were going out and you were picking produce mm-hmm. uh, to bring into your supper table, okay, for your family to eat, and one was a nice shiny red tomato looks succulent and juicy and the other the other one you picked was shrunken and had wormholes in it uh would the ability to judge there be be useful yeah certainly absolutely so you wouldn't take you wouldn't be neutral on that would you not no no so the ability to discriminate that the ability to pick out good food the the ability to discriminate let's say artwork Okay, the ability to discriminate between an original painting and a fake mm-hmm. that that would be that would be a valuable a valuable tool would it not certainly a val- a valuable judgment uh, so uh, discriminations are necessary being able to discriminate and judge is definitely is definitely a wonderful thing so if if you were up in an airplane and you were able were going to jump out and you were going to take a skydive and you were given a parachute would it be a wise mind would it take a, would be able to discriminate to see then judge whether the parachute was in the in the, in the actual parachute bag itself i would hope so yes yes <laughs> absolutely so what we want to do what we're talking about there are again there are judgments that are that are necessary and beneficial and helpful in our life okay just like when you when you went across a busy street, mm-hmm. okay, there's there's judgment involved in there, is there not? Right. There's judgment about whether or not the, the street is safe to cross, which can certainly help you. There are also uh, judgments that evaluate, Mike. Judges that, that would evaluate, and those are the judgments that we want to take a wise mind and be the observer of. 
generally when we evaluate, we're determining something that is good or bad, are we not? Right. Are we not? So we're something that is good and bad. And it may not even be reality. It may not even be reality. It's according to our perception. This is where we can kind of create um, our own our own worlds and our own our own do's and don'ts when it comes to that, right? Absolutely. So when we describe something as either good or bad, Mike, we're actually describing how something's going to turn out and whether something's going to, to be good or bad. Right. And let's take let's take bias. Let's take let's take let's take racial discrimination. Let's take religious discrimination. Let's take sexual orientation discrimination. Mm-hmm. Those those lifestyles, faiths, whatever they're termed as good or bad, are they not? Right. And what is the basis of that, Mike? Opinion experiences, um, um, preconceived notions. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. And also, either good or bad is on the perspective of the individual, is it not? Right. Okay. So you're, you have a neighbor next door. Right. And they're going to have a picnic that day. They're going to have a bit of a family reunion in their backyard. And it rains. How would, how would they view the rain? Unfortunately, because uh, I'm sure they they're, want this beautiful sun-soaked day that they can enjoy outside and then the rain just washes away their mm-hmm. dreams and their, their, their view of the day, their, their perfect day that they wanted. So you live next door and your mm-hmm. lawn has been turning brown right? because of the lack of rain. Right. And it rains. How do you view the rain? Finally, I can green up this lawn. Right. So which one, which one is correct? None. None. It's, 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 it's whatever's right to them. Absolutely. So the ideas of good and bad are in the eyes of the observer, are mm-hmm. they not? And it, it, it's a matter of perspective. You've heard of the old tale about the uh, five blind men that there's an elephant in front of them, and each one of them grab a different part of the elephant. One grabs a tail, one grabs a trunk, one grabs a leg, one grabs a tusk. They would all have different views and different description and different opinions of what, what that particular beast is, would they not? That's right, because the, the, the object's a lot bigger than what they can perceive with their, with their hands. Right. So, and again, let's say an idea is you're a, you're a sheep herder, mm-hmm. okay? And you're, you're guarding sheep, you're herding sheep. A wolf comes, a hungry wolf comes, mm-hmm. and grabs one of your sheep and drags it away. How would you view that wolf? The wolf, the wolf yeah. has definitely that caused me a bad day. Right. It, it has the caused wolf is, the wolf is bad. The wolf is evil, is the, it not? It is my rainy day. Absolutely, <laughs> the wolf. The wolf is your enemy. However, mm-hmm. when that wolf takes it, take, takes that sheep back home, the, the, that sheep back to its to its children, to its uh, pups. Uh, what what would the pups think of their? It's a good day. It's, it's a, a good, good day. day. Dad brought us food. Yes, Yay. absolutely. So judgments, judgments are, are a matter of perspective, mm-hmm. a matter of perspective. So what we're going to be exploring in this continuing series of judgments is the ability to be not judgmental and what that, what that means toward mindfulness. Mm-hmm. So in this particular episode, Mike, what I wanted to do was introduce the concept of judgments that discriminate and judgments that evaluate. So I would like everyone out there, as their homework assignment, as we usually give, is to, when you judge, I'd like you to step back and say whether that's a discriminating judgment or whether that's an evaluating judgment. 
whether it's a discriminating judgment or evaluating judgment. And again, what that does, Mike, is actively allows you to participate in the moment. Right. Actively allows you to participate in the moment. And we certainly invite any comments, criticisms, questions, as always, for our program. And my friend, my producer, Mike, will let you know how you can contact us in the future. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutfaith.com where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. Fishing Without Bait is a production of Namaste Holistic Counseling, D.C.